Superstars Aiden Toa and Dallin Murphy, lads. How are we? People, yeah, mate. Good, good, good. Really good. Very, very excited to be here, obviously. A bit great. nervous? A little bit nervous. On our bench, the battlers. Gruesome Tucson. Big fat Darcy. <laughs> Ryan Fellini. Fellow Teration, mate. Um... What do I ask him? Oh, I don't really have a question, mate. How are you? Yeah. I love you, mate. <laughs> Yo, yo, ma, and welcome to the Pack Show. What a perler of an intro we just had then. That's right, my name's Jay Ball from the Pig Athletic Club, and we are coming to you live from the Double Take Studios, where we're going to be reviewing, previewing, getting your highlights and lowlights. We've got some corker interviews lined up. We're waiting on the blower right now for James Slipper, the 150-game superstar. Just got word from Zachy Boy that he is on the blower, so we'll get straight into that. But before we do that, Aiden Toa. Dallin Murphy and the gruesome twosome, Ryan Freeney and Big Fat Dar joining us as per usual. Behind them, Shiony and Tino manning the phones. So, without further ado, let's see what the 150-game superstar has to say for himself. James Slipper, how you doing, brother? Yeah, good, guys. Hell yeah, man. I'm loving that little goatee action you got going on there, man. Was that a special thing for the 150th <laughs> game on the weekend just gone? <laughs> Mate, uh, oh, it's been growing for a while, but probably nearly time to get going i think mate it's making no. me look pretty old no pretty no ragged. no way no one of my questions i wanted to ask we're all going to ask you a few questions about your career which is absolutely huge 150 games in the book in super rugby oh, mine was going to be when are you going to bring back the prison pussy the goatee <laughs> i, I saw that. last year man last year you're packing down a scrum time with a mullet and a goatee and i was like oh mate i am i am g'd up right now when are you going to bring it back Mate, I don't think the mullet's coming back. Um, <laughs> there was a point. There was a point last year that uh, I looked around. Half the team had one, and thought it was uh, thought it was time to grow up myself. Um, <laughs> I saw uh, young Belly's rolling one now, so I think I've I've given it to him, and he can have it, mate. <laughs> Slips Dossie here, mate. You're always um, you're always a trendsetter. So <laughs> just the young boys following following a good lead. Um, but no, Schmink, it's uh, good to see you. 150 games, uh, mate, you're an absolute legend of the game. One of the best blokes going around. Um, I'll still remember your debut, um, Reds vs. Tars. Um, unfortunately, got pipped at the post. and <laughs> You didn't play the next game. Um, and we were all joking um, that that was the end of your Reds career. <laughs> um, you happily proved us all wrong. And you went on and what an illustrious career it's been. Um, Slips, what would your most proudest moment, I guess, in those 150 Super Rugby games be? Mate, just on the debut, that's pretty much Quaid's fault for, for me getting dropped. <laughs> he, um, he, he, uh, he missed Cliffy Parley there and lost us the game. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was the one who copped it for that. Um, <laughs> mate, I guess... Uh, I guess over 150 games, there's a fair few games that stick out. Obviously, 2011 with the Reds was pretty special. Um, I guess winning a premiership back when Super Rugby was Super Rugby. and um, Yeah, it was just a fantastic year. And, you know, Dawson and Murph were there as well. So, um, you know, that that's always going to stick out for me. But uh, I've, to be honest, I've really enjoyed the last kind of four years down in Canberra, it's um, just been a, a refreshing start for me and I've really enjoyed my time and um, just trying to keep <laughs> trying to trying to keep running around after these young blokes just keeping me <laughs> on my toes. So I'm enjoying myself. Awesome. 
Slips, obviously you found some success up here with Queensland. You, you moved down to the Brums. What is it in the, that's in the water down there that's made you guys so successful? What's the big difference that you think the Brumbies brings that, that a lot of other Super Rugby clubs don't have? Uh, it's, it's a good question. And, um, you know, I think it's the, the Brumbies have been, you know, it's proven that uh, a lot of players go there and, and, and do get better. Um, I do, I do reckon Canberra itself is a big reason for their success as a club. Um, you know, it's, it's well known. Like, there's not much to do in Canberra, is there? So, um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you spend most of your days off in at the club, either doing extras or, you know, recovery. And um, there's a good chunk of the boys that are actually from interstate. So, a lot of, for a lot of us, we don't have friends and family outside the club. So on days off, um, Dossie would admit this, uh, you know, you get around each other. You spend a lot of time in each other's pockets and I think that's a real strength for the Brumbies because, you know, time together you just create those connections and you just, you know, form those bonds that are, you know, I guess it makes it harder at the Reds and the Tars and other, other states where it's just, you know, the distance to travel and that sort of stuff just makes it tough. But... Um, yeah, the, the Brumbies is a good club and uh, one I've enjoyed immensely. So this mate, uh, Big Fat Dars here. Mate, uh, t- to try and get yourself to, to 200 games, have you thought of uh, maybe a couple more years but just seagulling out in the wing uh, as a winger? No contacts, no passing. <laughs> Living the dream. Mate, I can safely say I will never get close to 200 games in my life. <laughs> hey. shot? I was lucky enough to get 50, mate. There we go. Hey, hey Slipper, friends here. Hey, um, you and Homer have been my favourite props for a long time. But, um, yeah, you need, probably need to get some tips of Homer how to create a bit of long, more longevity in your career. How many? He'd be up there, buddy, with a fair few. Nearly 200. Anyway, long <laughs> back to my question. <laughs> um, mate, all, for all the armchair critics out there who are saying, um, you know, you know, Nella's been dicking everyone's scrums. How how actually hard is it to scrummage against him, especially after he's getting older and older and more wiser in the scrums? How hard is he to buddy stop? Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it is a challenge. <laughs> I, I won't lie. Um, any bloke who can squat 300 kilos, who's 145, Oof. looks like he's eating a sheep. <laughs> um, it's going to be a tough night in the office. Um, he... Uh, I, I'll never forget me and Greg Holmes. We were, we were, um, this would have been years ago at the Reds, and it was probably the first. I think it was the first time we saw Nella. He walks into the club at 18, and me and, me and Hosey, we were squatting at the time about 200 kilos, and it took us about you know 20 minutes to build up to 200 kilos or whatever it was. And Nella walks in fresh-faced and like really, like he was pretty scared, and he asked us if, if he could join in. And uh, Holmes like, all oh, right, right, we'll see what this young bloke's got, you know. And then um, I think me and Holmes were punching out like twos or threes. And uh, Nella gets on without a warm-up, just starts squatting it for 10. 10 minutes, nothing. Hosey looks at me and goes, I'm, I'm just so lucky I'm at the end of my career. And, uh, mate, the funny thing is Holmes still running around. I was yeah. going to say. Hey, He's nearly mate. 40. Well, that's the thing. Like, like a lot of people like, because uh, like, that's pretty much a Wallaby's front row, but, mate, he's just so strong. And it's like, how do you stop that? <laughs> I think they were a man down too, and he's just like, he's just too powerful. He, he is. He, he's just too massive. That's the thing. So, Slips, I want to ask you, like, a bit of a serious question, mate. Obviously, you've 
like you, you've had your struggles um, over the last few years, obviously, what you went through here up in Queensland, you've gone down to the Brumbies, and now to be racking up 150 games, does, does like, obviously, the highs you associated with, you know, 2011 winning that championship with the Reds, and then obviously when you, what you went through when you exited here at the Reds, and then up again now at the Brumbies, it's been a tumultuous ride, but... Has it, has it been something that's really helped you off the field, like your game, being able to commit yourself to the game down there in, in Canberra? Yeah, that's, um, yeah, I guess my career, is, it's been a bit of a journey. Um, there's obviously been plenty of plenty of good moments, plenty of highs, and and um, as you mentioned, that's, you know, 2011 Premiership. But, yeah, I've had my challenges, mate, and, um, you know, it's well documented what I went through, and I guess... You know, no one's really perfect and everyone makes mistakes and I think the the key is that you learn from them and, and I feel like I've done that done that and moving down to Canberra and making sure that I was happy off the field was, was a major key um, and something that I really, really wanted to drive home for myself, um, just making sure that I was happy off the field because yeah. I, I, over, over my career, if I'm happy and I enjoy myself, Maybe not so much on the training field, but if I if I enjoy myself um, and I'm in a good state of mind, I'm going to play my better rugby, um, and that's that's something I've always pushed. You know, later into my career, that um, you know, if I'm feeling good, um, I'm going to work hard, especially at training, and then you know, hopefully on sad days I get the result I'm after. So, to me, uh, yeah, it's been a journey, but it's probably one that. Um, moving to camera it's one I, I needed to have you know a bit of a change in my career and um yeah you know, I, I couldn't be happier with where i'm at right now and i'm just enjoying my footy and um for whatever how many years left um yeah I, i'm i'm really enjoying myself at the time slips it's um mate it's great to hear how happy you are and how much you're enjoying yourself obviously enjoying canberra you're there for another couple of years is a move overseas to finish things off, would that be the icing on the cake or you're not looking that far ahead? You're just going to try to get through the next couple? Um, I've always I've always wanted to go overseas and experience it. Um, you know, I, I've got a lot of my old mates, uh, especially ones I've played with at the Reds who are over there at the moment and they've just loved it. So um, I've always kind of thought in my head that I wanted to be a player who went overseas, but... Um, Probably, I wanted to give everything I could to Australian rugby before I before I did go overseas, and I kind of want to experience that full time overseas and not try and come back and play for Australia. So, um, you know, I guess the big driver for me was obviously winning a Bledisloe, and still a massive one for me is getting my hands on that trophy as as quickly as I can because it's been a rough ride with that one. Um, but yeah, for me, for me, there's definitely there's definitely um, yeah, and an eagerness to get over there and definitely experience where, um, I guess where where the game can take you as well. So, um, I've I've got next year at the Brumbies, and after that, who knows? But it's um probably most likely going to be overseas. And just on the back of that slip, you've obviously had a massive career here, and you and you've got plenty of rugby left ahead of you. But do you look beyond rugby? Is there something that you kind of have highlighted that you want to work on outside of rugby or or anything like that at the moment? Yeah, that's a that's another good question. I've, I've uh, just like most other rugby players, have been doing university for twelve years. <laughs> um, uh, straight out of school, I actually I 
was doing engineering at QUT. That lasted about <laughs> six months. So <laughs> I made the Wallabies quite early in my in my um, career, and I, I distinctly remember being in France on a spring tour, and the QUT called me up, and they're like, "Where, where have you been?" And this is before kind of online learning and all that sort of stuff. And I was just in Paris, and I was like, "Oh yeah, look, I don't think he's going to cut it for me." I ended up, I ended up pushing out of, uh, or getting pushed out of engineering at QT. I did a bit of architecture, and now for the last ten years, I've been doing a business degree. So I'm, I'm nearly finished. Um, but you know, I guess life after rugby is a pretty important thing, yeah, for most players. And I'm still coming to coming to terms with kind of where I want to go with that. Um, I'm kind of in the stage where I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and in all industries. I've got two brothers who are chippies and by trade. So, you know, I could go down that route or, you know, who knows? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of open for, for any opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that stress, man. No, no way. You can come laboring with me. <laughs> I'll be a bricky. A lot of the... <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. With a goatee like breaks. that. Yeah, ice man. Ice and uh, the travel applies, mate. They're so good. <laughs> Battlers, anything? No. Nah. Well done, mate. Congratulations on your career. <laughs> I already stuffed up my question before, mate. Now I'm all nervous. <laughs> did you cop a boot to the uh, to, to the top of your noggin there? Yeah. Yeah, I did, actually. <laughs> yeah, you can hardly notice. The other night. <laughs> there it is. There it Jesus. is. I love it. I love that. How's oh, the nose? How's yeah, the nose? He's so clumsy it? with his feet. We actually, um, good story with me and Darcy. We have a, we have a, a bet each game who's... Because, of course, they use GPS on us every game now. Whoever gets the fastest speed buys the other person a six-pack. The top speed. So far, I'm winning. You're winning, Slips. I love it. Yeah, mate, Darcy's got to be one of the slowest in the team. So. <laughs> Some of the name. Oh. <laughs> That's so good. Brilliant. Well, Slips, obviously, y- you've had an, an amazing career. I mean, it's something that like we are all in absolute awe of, and you had your 150th game on the weekend just gone. Explain to us and run us through how it felt, obviously in different colours being in the Brumbies colours, but running out on Suncorp Stadium against the Fijian and Drua, a new side in Super Rugby, it had to have been a bit of a surreal experience, surely. Yeah, it was a, it was a great experience. I guess playing in front of my you know, family and friends was really special. Um, it was Great to see the crowd turn out for me. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I was just um, about to say that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's on our run sheet. It was, it was good fun. It was actually, because it was a pretty wet game. Um, I, I was kind of expecting a bit of a scrap, you know, especially in the set piece. But there was a fair bit of ball movement and um, some try scored. So it was actually a pretty fun game to, to play in. But playing at Suncorp's always been a, um, you know, a favourite of mine. It's one of the best stadiums in the world. And, in particular for rugby, so yeah, it was a, it was a special night, it was a special week, and um, yeah, one I won't remember. Uh, I will remember. <laughs> <laughs> you said it all. <laughs> yeah, no, clearly very memorable. Oh yeah, well done. <laughs> Are you sure that boot to the head wasn't more than anything? Yeah, else? Jesus Christ, Blue mate. Blue yeah, mate. Might want to have to sit the next couple games out from the sounds of it. But slips, honestly. Thanks so much for joining us, mate. It's been absolutely awesome to watch your career, as we said, all the way from 
you know, when you were just coming off the bench in that Tars game to 150 Super Rugby matches. It's been an absolute pleasure. And thanks so much for joining us, brother, and all the best. Nah, thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Appreciate it. Cheers, Slips. Thanks, Slips. Thanks, Slips. Thanks, mate. Round of applause. Yeah. There we go. King James himself, Slips, joining us. Uh, on the pack show to discuss his 150th game. That's I think awesome. actually his first his first cap it was Queensland Country. I was playing Stingrays. He was playing But anyway, long story short, <laughs> he didn't come on that tour, and he uh, yeah he obviously. What tour was he on? The one to France with no, the Wallabies. Down <laughs> yeah. the Goldie. Yeah. <laughs> Dale Salmon boys. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> Probably good he didn't go on that one, to be honest. Alrighty, now, let's start getting straight into the pack news. Oh, to, actually, tonight, James Slipper was actually a late inclusion. We were able to get him on the blower, so thanks to that for uh, for getting on the blower with us there, Slips. But even said, we have a huge night planned. We've got uh, Teddy Teller from the Fijian and Drua joining us this evening as well for our Aussies Abroad segment. Uh, that's going to be absolutely red hot. We've got Sam Lane from the Manly Marlins, mighty third grade side. <laughs> um... That is absolutely stacked. He'll be joining us to review, preview all the Shoot Shield action. We've got some pack news. We've got stuff around the grounds. We have a ton of shit we need to get into, so we may as well hop on the good foot and do the bad thing. Now, five topics we've got going along that ticker at the bottom of the screen. Oh, ticker's not on the bottom of the screen. Oh, well, we nope. shouldn't bet on that one. There it is. <laughs> there, there it is. is. Yeah, the there we do. We've got five topics we want to discuss, and to keep things short, sharp, and brief, we're going to put a 90-second timer on the clock. Zachy boy, put it up there, Mr. Video Man, and let's get going. So, first up, Ndolo, back to Australia. City Morning Herald reports the Waratahs and Reds have signalled their interest in bringing Fiji and Australian powerhouse. Nemanja Ndolo, back down under. Uh, he's lesser, I haven't said uh, otherwise, uh, but there's chat that the 30 Test back uh, wants to come back, obviously. Went to school with you, Dal, at Nudgy, same grade. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think it's going to happen? Yeah, I think it's it's definitely going to happen. I, I can see um, him obviously wanting to come home, finishing his career here, and I feel like there'd be a few teams lining up to have someone of his experience back playing Super Rugby. Obviously, the Drua would love to have him, but I don't think that's a viable option, him living on the island next year. But I feel like, you know, if the Waratahs or, or, or the Reds or even the Melbourne Rebels potentially could be his best suitors here in Australia. Well, what do you reckon then? So how much do you reckon they're going to... Th- like? Who legitimately do you think is going to be the option? Like, who would open up a checkbook to the size to be able to get someone like the money to dollar? Like Herbie. Goss? I think Herbie. Herbie. Jeeps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeeps dollars, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see if, uh, what is it, McDonald's Newmarket can yeah, open new up market. the bank balance a little bit. But, Doss, seriously, um, yeah. he, would, he would have a big price tag on him, surely. I think he will. And he'll obviously, I reckon, he'd probably have to take a pay cut to come back to Australian rugby. But, as Dal said, he'd want to come home, be close. He's at the twilight of his career. I think if you look at the rosters, it's probably the Tars that's the better fit. The Reds are pretty stacked with outside backs. Yeah. Um, Tars probably screaming out for someone with a bit of experience. Uh, and I think he can, and he's obviously been there before, he's got that relationship. So Three maybe there, on the clock, anywhere guys. in Australian rugby. Rock oh. on. How well did that go? Restart that clock, Mr. Video Man. Second topic. How long before Moana Pacifica and the Fijian and Drua are a legitimate title threat? Dos, we've seen them both get their first wins before the first half of the season has even come to the close. Now they're going to start doing the uh, the Trans-Tasman sort of thing. How long until they are legitimate, bona fide contenders in Super Ooh, Rugby? Yeah, tough question. Um, look, if we have to put a time on it, I'm going to say maybe five years. Um, the coaching staff, everyone just needs to get, I guess, acclimatised to Super Rugby, what the competition consists of, how, you know, week in, week out, playing the different teams. Obviously, both teams have the talent. Uh, Fiji will be recruiting from home. 
Moana's a bit different. They will have a bit of a bigger pool to pick from. So maybe they'll come in a bit earlier as t- contenders rather than the drawer. But yeah, four to five years maybe. Yeah, but look at, I mean, Nems is looking to come home now. Dow, do you reckon if if the Fijian and Drew was able to sign someone like, maybe not Nems, but like a Joshua Tuasova or a Semi Rad Radra, would that open up the floodgates to those top grade footy players coming back? Yeah, to a certain extent. <laughs> I, I feel like no the, other pronunciation yeah. on that I feel like the most important part for them is is the development though. They're going to have a big focus on when they get back to the island next year, they'll be playing on the island, is the development and bring guys through. Obviously, you can bring back these these larger guys and and the, the most experienced guys, but you've got to have this development program and I think that's the most important thing for them now and moving forward. Yeah. Because yeah. Super Rugby is all about depth. The deeper squads are, the bet, the longer they go into the comp. Hell yeah. Three, two, restart that clock, Mr. Video Man. Uh, who is Australia's next big thing? So with a somewhat ageing squad heading into the next World Cup, uh, there's a number of players heading overseas. We'll, we'll delve into that a little bit later on as well. But who, in your opinion, DOS, is the next Ooh. big thing? Not who are you hyped to see and all this shit of shit. Who is going to be yeah. the next big thing? Um, yeah, ageing squad. There's also a lot of young dudes coming through. Uh, I would I'd say Bobby Valentini, Brumby's number eight. Um, he's proven this year. Super you reckon rugby. he could be like top three back row in the world type thing? I, I reckon he could be, you know, Wallaby's next Todd Kefu. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Man, we are crying out for that. Yeah, big time, big time. I, I agree. I agree. He's um he's improved so much in the yeah, last few years, exactly. like a couple of years, like out of sight. I, I agree with you. It's the progression that you've yeah. seen from Rob Valentini yeah. Yeah. that is different to what we've seen from some of the players And he's playing week in, week out, 80 minutes. Like, he's proving to be that durable, hard-hitting back rower um, yeah, yeah, that we need. So I think, yeah, maybe him, in my opinion. What about you, Big Fat Dars? Uh, (laughs) I reckon reckon, uh, Jerome Hughes. I reckon he's going to, next couple of years, he's going to actually start making... Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Is he a Kiwi? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying that. Oh, I was just going to say It's the halfback for the Storms. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is too. Who am I thinking of? Jerome Brown. Brown. Who that's is also who a Kiwi. That, that's who I was trying to. So you got enough. That was... That's who's on the wrong show. They would flip out. Big Fat Dars like Sex Panther. All right, Big Fat Dars no longer allowed to have an input on Pack News. Restart your clock, Mr. Video Man. There's talk. There's talk. <laughs> God. I rattled you. Big fat dars is the worst. Talk of Krebby coming back to Australia. I want to ask, like, wh- why would he? Like, genuinely, so, so apparently Rugby Pass are reporting that um, the Drua, the Reds, and Sungoliath are all options. Why would he come back, da- uh, Dow? I think it'd be more to be at home. I can't imagine he'd come back for anything else. It'd, it'd be more of a lifestyle thing for him, being back with his family, you know, and being, being back in, in probably one of the best countries in the world. At the moment, obviously, financially, it's much better for him over there, and, and he, he's playing in, in, a, in a competition that, that, that suits him as well. You know what I mean? It's not as robust on the body, so I can't imagine him coming home anytime soon. Doss, would he come home to Queensland, or would he have to go to another one, do you reckon? Um, I'd like to see him go to another club, um, just to improve the depth of... Which club? Um, play it, uh, he could possibly go down to the Rebels. Um, imagine that. But I think I think with Samu, he's I think that like COVID in Japan has ruined the experience for a lot of guys over there, not having that freedom to explore. He'd obviously earn all the money um, that he has the last three years, so it won't be a financial decision. As Dal said, it'll be moving closer to home, uh, coming back and playing Super Rugby again. 
Do you reckon you get one of those like flexi contracts, like with the Wallabies or whatever, where he's got a bit of an option? I think someone could get whatever. What, he, he could get whatever contract he wanted. I don't know. I could, yeah. I could have made that up as well. But, yeah, <laughs> pretty sure that's what they do with All Blacks. That's what they do. They should start doing it. They should start doing it. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. Maybe get a contract and he can play halfback for the Melbourne Storm and then play, blind, <laughs> play blindside flanking for the Brumbies. You yeah, never know. Yeah. Yeah. God damn it, Das. That was him this time. No. My God, I hate you. Start that clock again, Mr. Video Man. Shoot Shield or QPR, which is the stronger competition? Dallin, um, we've seen Shoot Shield have won uh, 17 Australian Club Championships, whereas QPR only 11, but QPR has had a, three of the last 10. So not a great run. What's a better comp in your opinion? I think it's different. I think the Shoot Shield is a harder competition. It's a lot more experienced. Okay, Bigger guys. So I would mm. say for, yeah, bigger guys. And a lot more experience down there. So I think at the moment, you'd say Shoot Shield would be. It's a younger Ooh. competition up here. I thought you were doing your full ScoMo thing again. <laughs> but then... Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just back. answering the question without answering the question. <laughs> Says a lot of shit, means nothing. But Doss, you played in the Australian Club Championship last year. We saw that pearler of a match where uh, Pillsy nailed that kick in the final play to win it. I want to get your opinion on this. Should the Australian Club Championship be played yes. straight after the Grammys? Straight after, at yeah. the end of the season. It has to. Because uh, Gordon were missing a few players, and, I mean, you were looking to hang the boots up until that game. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I trained for two weeks before that game. Um, so, yeah, not ideally placed. It needs to be at the end of the season. Then you get a true representation of what the teams have been through. Players are current, they're fit. I mean, they do it in rugby league. They have the Australian Club Championship before the NRL Grand Final, and people be fizzing at the bunghole for it. So... I reckon it'd be absolutely awesome. Play it before a Bledisloe Cup match or exactly. whatever it yep. may be. Hell of a curtain raiser to be able to do that. Six five four three two one. Stop the clock. We just rifled through pack news and we absolutely nailed it in under seven and a half minutes. That was pretty bloody good, wasn't it, Zach? Alrighty. Have we got any comments on the YouTubes there, Sione? No bingo. Okay, cool. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Wow, good engagement from the audience. Where's Kai from Kalanga when you need him? Yeah. Um, alrighty, well, on to our next segment then. Before we start going around the grounds to bring you a few things from the players and the clubs around Australia, on the blower, nope. we don't have Teddy Teller. We don't? Oh. oh, shit. Okay, cool. Well, let's go around the grounds real quick then whilst we wait for Teddy to get on the old dog and bone. Teddy time. <laughs> Um, so from around the grounds then, it was announced today, we, we were sort of discussing players going overseas. Uh, Angus Scott Young has just signed to Northampton um, alongside Big Khan. Uh, Dow, I mean, you've got your finger on the pulse when it comes to player movements and stuff like this. There is a mass exodus going on at the moment in Aussie rugby. And can you blame Angus Scott Young for bailing? No, I think he obviously harbours huge ambitions to play international rugby. And he's English qualified, so I think that's oh, part of the oh, oh, part of the big reason why why he's jumped ship, and, and, you, and you can't blame him for it. If that's what he wants to do, and he's not getting a look in here, you know what I mean, for varying different reasons. But he obviously wants to play international rugby, so he's going to go over there and, and try his best to do so. Oh shit, man! And they can England could pick him for the upcoming Test series against the Wallabies. Huge, but would he? Would he? Do you reckon he, he's good enough to make the English side? As they've got pretty some good back. Back rowers, he'd be a back rower, wouldn't he? Over there, or second row? Yeah, I, mean, I reckon he'd be he a back the red row. so he yeah. didn't have to play in the second row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> more than anything. Do you reckon he would make it? 
I don't know. I, I'm not saying he's not, not good enough. I'm just saying they've got a decent back row at the moment, like Curry and uh, Underhill and all those. He certainly suits English rugby, yeah. I reckon. You yeah, know what I mean? He he's does. physical. He whacks yeah. people. You know what I mean? He's very abrasive in, in the way yeah. he approaches the game. So I feel like he's going to find some success over there. Yeah. It'll just come down to, to how well Eddie Jones sees him. All righty then. Everyone shut the hell up because on the blower we have the man himself, Teddy Teller, the fly half for the Fijian and Drua. How you doing, Teddy? Good, thanks, Jay Borg. How are you? I'm living the dream. I've got to ask, Teddy, you got the chance to uh, to run on Suncorp Stadium in technically a home game, but in Fijian colours on the weekend. Obviously, you did it in the last year or two for the Reds, now doing it in the colour of the Fijian and Drua. Was that a bit of a weird experience to be able to do that, to be able to rep two different jerseys on the same home turf? Yeah, no, it's, um, as you said, Brisbane's home for me. So uh, having the family there, no matter what jersey I had on, but obviously it's quite special representing the, the Fijian colours, uh, my country of birth. So, uh, mate, no, very special, very special moment. Teddy, uh, Dossie here, mate. It's um, it's good to you've obviously come back from a pretty um, a pretty bad injury, ruptured your Achilles um, for playing for Fiji last year against the All Blacks. Um, but mate, it looks like the first few games back. Um, you know, you're back selling dummies at the line, getting your head through the boots. Look, the goal kicking's looking good. Um, yeah, how are you feeling after your first couple of games? Yeah, no, I'm actually feeling great, man. Um, done a bit of work in the in the off season, uh, first of all, to get to get the Achilles right with with some rehab and the likes. Um, and then, you know, we have got a good SNC team down there in, in the draw camp. Uh, they they looked after getting the body right. Uh, but yeah, as you said, mate, starting to get a bit more confident in, in uh, sort of taking the line on and, and really uh, really testing out the Achilles uh, in the last couple of games. So, yeah, it's been good. Teddy, I've been obviously lucky enough to, to watch you play rugby over the last couple of years, but this year you seem to be playing with a lot more passion Agreed. on the field. Hell so, yeah, man. So throwing that jersey on for you, does it mean more? Does it mean When you go out there, does it feel like it means more? Does it mean more to you to be wearing that jersey and representing, you know, Fiji? Yeah, no, exactly. It's um, mate. Whenever, whenever you get a chance to represent your country, and that's you know anyone, whether it be Australia, New Zealand, um, for, for this team, it's quite special being the first Fijian sort of Super Rugby team. You obviously do represent the whole country as well, and you know we we talk quite a fair bit about it, about our pride and that culture behind it. There's, there's a fair bit of culture, even though it's a new team. There's definitely um, you know a lot of pride in the jersey, uh, and as you said, mate. Yeah, every time I, I get the opportunity to, to represent. Fiji in any way, um, you know, wear, it on my, wear my heart on my sleeve for sure. Good, mate. Uh, big fat Darcy, mate. I've been uh, renowned for not being a, a great trainer. Um, who in the uh, Drua is the, uh, is the guy that pretends to have shin splints on a Monday morning or has, or, or has a little hammy twet? And, and keep in mind that if you look around and think everyone's a good trainer, you're the guy that's not a good trainer. <laughs> who would be the guy? Who, who are we going to dob in? They can't do it. Um, <laughs> I'll throw Baden under. Nah, ba- 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 <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fortunate crazy. injury. <laughs> <laughs> the only white fella in the team. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That'll do. Nah, nah, yeah. nah. 
I'll back I'll back Teddy up though. I played with Bades and Honda. Here we go. Here we go. Mate, terrible. He's tweaking it, tweaking calves. Just so happens to be the same position as Teddy as well. Just wide end. Bullet Teddy, it's our friends here, mate. Um how the boys finding finding this the competition like, you know, a lot, fair few locals and whatnot. Are they finding it like it's the big step up? Like, and how are they finding it? Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely a lot different to Skipper Cup, friends. And you, you might have watched a few highlights of, of Skipper Cup. It's, uh, it's uh, not top quality <laughs> footy, but you know, it, it's quite a lot open. Of rain. Uh, yeah, a lot of rain. Um, but the, the boys are adapting very well, though. I think the biggest one for us is is the fitness side of things um uh, that the game part obviously fijians that we got a different style of play um and it's just sort of keeping up with the pace obviously the second round playing against the new zealand teams um will be a little bit different as well so but the, no the boys are embracing the challenge um and there's a lot of belief in camp though like when things start to click we we can see where where we can go as a team so um that's that's quite exciting from from our point of view it's just putting it together against for a full lady, isn't it? So. That's it, mate. Yeah, it's been awesome to watch. Issy's got his... Uh, Issy's here, actually, sitting over next to us. So he's got his, uh, yeah, he's got his uh, drawer shirt <laughs> on the weekend watch you guys play. But, no, he, he loves nice. watching that stuff too. But, mate, yeah, congratulations and uh, all the best for the rest of the year. And I'll keep I'll watching it. Our buddy uh, Shano, mate, we need a 10 back at Jeep, so... <laughs> oh, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. I don't think it is. Front rowers, too, considering they've called you out of it. Oh, oh, oh. Ellis is a horrible trade of yours, Jeep. Well, mate, you, you said I had a body like a melted wheelie bin a few weeks ago, and it's been keeping me up at night, mate. Thanks for that. Uh, Siona, you've got a few... Uh, you had a few questions come through the old pack Instagram during the week, didn't you? Uh, most of them won't make the cut, because... Uh, <laughs> Uh, worthy for the live show. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but we've got one here from uh, Josh from Hamilton. Uh, he's asked, which brother is your favourite brother? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, uh. <laughs> how is that even? How are you even thinking you about thinking? it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, big brother. Big brother. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's Who's def- angriest though? <laughs> yeah, the little brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We so of, of all so the- we we had we genuinely went out to our twenty two thousand plus audience asking for questions and we had many of them come through really and we had one. We had one, one that you, question one that, you could that we could air. use. One that, you could air. one that we could air. <laughs> and it nearly broke up his family. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Mate, well, our followers are absolute scumbags. Um, oh, Jesus Christ, man. That's nuts. Teddy, just quickly. Um, I think you're, you're spot on there in terms of, you know, you guys as the drawer, you've shown in bits and pieces throughout, you know, the Super Rugby comps so far that you can mix it with these guys it's just about putting that 80 minute consistent performance in um and i know one thing that um has worked for me historically in a team environment and you know looking to where 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 are we going to search for answers to get that next win was a thing that um i used to call tussle tuesdays and i brought it to the reds in 2018 and correct me or not we went to argentina and we tussled on tuesday and then we beat the haguaros for the first time that weekend um is that something that you're going to bring to the Indra? Please. 
Tulsa Tuesdays. Yeah, we might have to swap uh, the Aussie grog for Fijian grog, though. Yeah, Good mate. Luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too sure if that'll have the same effect on the boys. There. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, nah, we might have to bring it in, Dusty. I enjoyed your your toss of Tuesdays, mate. I'll um, I'll try to get it in for the second round. Well, even off, even if you don't, we'll do it um, post season. Just give me um, give me a buzz. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Teddy, we'll I do, think we'll Big do, Fat Dars had another question for you. Big Fat Dars, anything? Uh after tax, how much do you earn per year? <laughs> 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 no, 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 sorry. Is, is, Before is tax. In, uh, better. <laughs> is that in uh, Fijian dollars? That, that'll do. Um, no, I don't, I don't actually have a question. So Jay put me on the spot. I, I did. Three under, three under the bus there, a bit big His fat ass. Oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> well, what's the answer? Um, but seriously, how <laughs> much do you earn? No, no, no. But Teddy, I want to ask you as well. Obviously, you had a very storied uh, career in uh, Queensland Premier Rugby before you even made your Reds debut. Uh, I don't know the, the situation that you've got going on at the moment once the Super Rugby season finishes. Are you aligned to a club here in Brizzy or, or do you... You are still part of Fiji. So I don't know. Well, yes, I, I wanted to Fiji. ask because obviously so. what actually... Like, what actually goes uh, once the season finishes? Do you get to come back and yeah. actually pull on the jersey in, in QPR again? or? Yeah, mate, if I get the opportunity to, uh, definitely. And down at the Gallopers, obviously, Franny's Franny mentioned it. So yeah, um, I'll, I'll be around be around that. Uh, if, if I get the chance, mate, definitely. But if Shano gives me a go, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> but at the same token as well, obviously the opportunity to wear the, uh, the white of Fijian national side has got to be right up there. Is is the the thought of potentially going to a World Cup on your radar as well? Yeah, oh mate, it's um, I've thought about it for sure. Um, just for myself, I sort of set myself a goal to to play uh, quite solid footy through this first Super Rugby uh, competition with with the draw first and. I mean, if that if I get an opportunity at the end of the year, uh, or, or you know, early next year, in regards to um, that BGN squad for the next World Cup, mate, then definitely put my hand up. But uh, you know, that'll just be a blessing um, for, for me, mate, to be honest. So, but at the moment, just trying to put, put together some uh, consistent footy back to back. So, yeah. Wonderful. All right, Teddy. Thanks so much for your time this evening, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to get you on the uh, on the pack show, mate. Uh, and, ju- oh we shit! Go, no, we'll no. Sorry, I totally forgot, Teddy. Don't hang up. Sorry, mate. Yeah, we actually, uh, Sione had something he wanted to ask you. We just got a fast five to finish off, Teddy. Uh, right. First question. How many islands make up Fiji? Oh, good one. Uh, 200 plus. <laughs> <laughs> it's correct. It's 300. But, there we go. Um, next question. Out of Sunnybank, UQ, South, Jeeps, <laughs> which club... Paid you the most money <laughs> after tax or before tax? I'll <laughs> uh, say Jeep's dollars. This is a history question. What is your first Instagram handle? Do you remember? Oh, he's pretending. <laughs> nah, no clue, brother. No uh, clue. It's uh, T Licious Teller. Oh, oh! oh! Yes. That's nice. Good get. That's nice. Oh my uh, That's my new Instagram bad. handle, actually. Give us a follow, T Licious Teller. Uh, two more questions. 
Uh, who is the best coach you've played under? Uh, I'll say my old man. Oh, good answer. Look at the hiding tonight, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and to finish off, is it true that you gave yourself the nickname The Answer? Oh, huge. No, that wasn't me. That was uh, Fiji's son just throwing some yarn. But no. definitely not me. Bullshit. No anonymous tip. No anonymous tip. Nah. <laughs> oh, look He's at that to that story, I think. Yeah, He's so, so shy. All righty. No, now, Teddy, is the time to say thanks so much for your time this evening, brother. We really appreciate it, mate. You've so done... Easy. All of Fiji, you've done all your people proud. It's an absolute pleasure to see you uh, repping the Fijian and Drew, and we wish you all the best for the rest of the season, brother. Benaka, Joe Morgan, thanks for everyone for uh, having me on the show, boys. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, Teddy. Benaka. Hell yeah. Teddy Teller, everybody. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have to clap everyone off. <laughs> <coughs> Teddy Teller, everybody. Yeah. How good. How good is it seeing you play Super Footy? He's killing it this yeah, year definitely too. Very, he has very been deserved. he's been the catalyst. I think him and Frank Lamani have been the catalyst for that Fiji oh, and Drew side, where they are just fizzing. They are just firing on all cylinders, and mate. Yeah, and I think Dal hit it on the head. He's just playing with. He's gone to another level with his game. I always knew he had the ability, but yeah, this year, especially coming back of such a horrific injury like yep. rupturing your Achilles, the way he's played the last couple of games, taking the line on. Um, yeah, I mean, things are looking promising for him and I dare say he'll be the 10 at the Fiji, uh, for Fiji at the next World Cup. Oh, hell yeah, man. He's been an absolute yeah. gun. And if you have him with blokes outside him, like Semi Rad Radra and Josua <laughs> Tui Sova, uh, they would yeah. be absolutely awesome. Oh, she's taking the piss. Oh, mate, but that would be, be absolutely... So it would be deadly. Yeah. It would be damn near <laughs> impossible to but, contain yeah. them. Um, now let's quickly go back around the grounds because there has been a bit of player movement and stuff like that and there's been a bit of chat. So... Reports have come out that Falau Fanga is going to be going to the force, mm. um, which means that you'd have to say the two top hookers vying for that Wallabies jersey are going to be repping um, force colours next year in Fleti Kaitu'u and Falau Fanga. Fleti's not leaving? I, well, I, haven't heard his, I haven't heard him leaving or anything. It's crazy. Dal, you've heard anything? No, I think they're both going to be there next year. That's crazy. And so Andrew Reddy's going to be playing WA Cub, <laughs> Club Comp. <laughs> oh, good luck. Oh, yeah. He is going to be smoking blokes. But that's yeah. but that's but that seems like a bit of a strange move. I mean, who have the Brumbies got? They've got Billy Pollard and, and Connell McInerney, but Lockie Lonigan. Lockie Lonigan, <laughs> oh yeah, a three GH third grade hooker. Um, <laughs> but shit, like Flowerfinger is like the incumbent Wallabies hooker. So I don't know it. I don't know, understand where that's sort of coming from. Why, that, that, why would they be doing yeah, it? Yeah, would that though? be like a new coach sort of coming in, sort of... Um, Simon Cron. Yeah, just going, you know, I want these players sort of thing. And I think it would more have to do with keeping him in Australia. Yeah, okay. So it's obviously probably salary cap pressure at the Brumbies, trying to keep as many of those young hookers as possible. He's probably got one year left. Well, I'm um, a hell of a lot cheaper than uh, Flower <laughs> Fire. I can tell you that much. <laughs> hell yeah, man. I'm very cheap. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Bogart, your story. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's probably got one year left in Australia, and I want to keep him for the World Cup, and, and then he'll be he'll be off somewhere after that. You reckon he'll be bouncing out after? The yeah, World I Cup? think so. Well, the, like in saying that too, if he's going over there, obviously that could get Fleddy's nose out of joint a bit, you know, because he was almost captaining, wasn't he? He was. He is yeah, the captain. he's the captain. Yeah. So yeah. that's a that's massive. It's a I don't know. You'd be pretty 
bum, I guess. Bit of competition, though. Yeah, always competition. creates better players. He's yeah. definitely what improved a lot, Flitty, so we could step him up a bit more. So. Exactly. What are, you, <laughs> what are your thoughts, Big Fat Dars? Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, mate? I don't have anything to say about that. There you go. Um, big news coming out, though. Sydney Morning Herald is reporting that uh, a Japanese club, potentially, was it Honda and someone else, is willing to throw uh, $1.4 million a season at Tom Banks. So Ooh. Rugby Australia is scrambling to match that $2.8 million two-year deal that a couple of Japanese clubs are... Absolutely hurling at Tom Banks. Um, Heard they rang uh, Israel Folau just to get a loan off him. Just <laughs> get some of their money back. Are you basking? Uh, <laughs> just give us a little cheeky transfer back. <laughs> yeah, we're good for it, man. Yeah. Not yeah. really. Dal, what, what do you reckon? Do, do we move heaven and earth to keep Tom Banks? Because Michael Checker made a very good point in a, in a um, broadcast earlier this year that... He's sublime at Super Rugby. In the last few seasons, he's played his way into starting Wallaby 15 at the start of the international season, and then he's not the starting 15 by the end of it. And that's been two or three years now. Yeah, it's a tough one. He's obviously the incumbent fullback at the moment and is playing some exceptional football. And we've got a World Cup just around the corner, so you're probably trying to keep everyone in Australia as best as possible, but he's probably going to have a big decision to make in the, in the coming weeks. Hell yeah, man. Well, we were just talking about throwing the kitchen sink at Nella. Do we do the same for Tom Banks? Oh, no. no. I, I reckon no. no. I reckon he probably watched Geordie play the other day at yeah. fullback and he's like, I'm going to go cash in. Yeah, I'll cash in. Well, there's, there's talk that they might be able to um, sort a sabbatical type situation, what they've done with Michael Hooper. I mean, is Tom Banks on the level of Michael Hooper to be able to no. warrant a sabbatical-type contract with Australian Rugby Dots? Uh, I mean, look, he probably hasn't done the time like Michael Hooper has, but I think if you look at it from the Wallabies' perspective, and there are good, there's good young talent coming through. Obviously, Geordie's doing well. My man Jock's here at the Reds. Um, but other than that, like, we are pretty thin at fullback. Obviously, Kirtley's coming back to Super Rugby next year. Um, you know, so maybe if you look at it position-specific, you maybe structure a flexible contract for someone like Banksy just to keep him in the game because he ha does have, you know, 60, 70 odd super rugby caps, 20 odd wallaby caps. Um, you know, it'll, it'll be a shame to see him go. But man, you know, it's an intense amount, like it's a huge amount of money. So much money. And so he does have a big decision to, um, he does have a big decision to make. Definitely. Tino, you got some. Well, he, there, he right? does have a million dollar to leave. On the table, but this could be also a play by the Japanese rugby to try and pilfer these players out of the. If we're in the same pool, just putting it out there. <laughs> Bullshit! Are they really in the same pool as us? No, I don't oh, think. So. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> that is fake. I was like, oh no, shit! Like, what a the, play! At, That's hectic. At the end of the day, like if you if you got to if you had to choose between you know throwing the kitchen sink at Nella or Banksy, you're probably not going yeah, to. No, they don't Banksy sit. At, they don't sit at the same level. No, no, they don't. Hell no. I reckon we've got a lot. We've got a good lot. There's a fair few young guys coming through, and um, I reckon we'll be sweet. But unfortunately, Banksy's awesome, but I think we'll be right. We do have a hell of a lot of uh, young guys coming through, but there's still some old dogs getting around the traps nowadays. Friends. Hey? It is legit. I, got, I thought I was being stitched up last week that you are, you've been sent an SOS by Shane Arnold before the season <laughs> even starts to pull the boots back on. 
to sit in the front row for Jeep's <sighs> Rugby Club this season. I wish it Legit? Was, I wish it was fake news, mate. <laughs> I was quite happy to be chilling on a Tuesday, Thursday night. What is doing down at Yoku Road? A ball well, my, hasn't my, even been kicked off yet, Miley, and they're already Miley, sending an SOS. Miley's in France. I think he might be a medical joke. I'm not sure what's going on there. <laughs> Casey's hammy's playing up. And then Muff, I don't know when Muff's going to be back. His knee's no good. And then uh, the young guys, I don't know, I, I'm not sure... Yeah, anyway, I got a phone call. I was just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I've got five games left until I get 100 at Jeep. So, 100 Prem games at Jeep. So, I'm like, okay, I'll come another run. How's your, how's your back from going from two years of heavily uncontested scrums on a Friday night <laughs> to having a. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, there were live scrums going. Oh. It felt Everyone like, just it felt like someone had severed the bottom of my neck. Nice. All of like, yeah, anyway, I had, had uh, about four scrums and. <laughs> I was on there for about 10 minutes and there was about four scrums because it was wet and yeah, I was sore. <laughs> you <laughs> was sat on sore. that couch exactly one week ago being like, man, I'm so overweight. I'm trying to cut down before the wedding and all this sort of shit. This is, this is how I'm going to do it. This I'm going to start running. This is I'm going to start running next, tomorrow. Next year. <laughs> this is the thing. Tomorrow. They call you up the day, but like two days before the last trial, and then you've got a two-week break with a four-day holiday in between <laughs> the first game. I thought, and it's at the filth too. <laughs> it's at brothers, uh, at, at brothers, brothers at brothers. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the jerseys don't feel like they used to. <laughs> yeah, they've shrunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't stretch as much as they used to. Well, we wish you all the best, friends. Thanks, Hopefully, I don't know, you don't die. Yeah, because yeah. shit, mate. man, stranger things have happened. Um, all righty, now let's start reviewing uh, some of the footy from the weekend. And on the blower from the Short Side podcast, we've got the Manly Marlins, third grade fly half superstar himself, Sam Lane. Laney, thanks Woo. for joining us, brother. Yeah, oh. thanks for having me on, fellas. Sorry, we clapped. Yeah, sorry, we've had you sitting there for a while, and we've had uh, we've had some distinguished guests on uh, Will Slipper, Teddy Teller. Now we've got Will, Will, Slipper. Will Slipper. Oh, Will Slipper, <laughs> James Slipper. James sorry, James's brother. Yeah, yeah, we got him straight off the website. I quit. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, um, but yeah, we've had some pretty distinguished guests on this evening. Now we've got the Manly Marlins uh, fly half from third grade on the weekend. Can you run us through what is doing with that side because it is stacked. Absolutely stacked. Yeah, and we struggled on the weekend. Too, <laughs> <was a> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I um, strained my quad in the warm-up, so uh, my days are numbered, but um, it's been good fun. <laughs> did, I, did I say um, your yours name? Yep. Yeah, so he, I believe, has been let go from the sevens. Um, yep. He showed up a couple of weeks ago and... Um, Blakey runs a pretty tight ship, so he's making him work for it. Oh, good. Oh, what a stitcher. Works <laughs> Just say, well mate, yeah, he's, he's not doing any good, mate. We're going to have to keep him here for another week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, mate. That's what you do in third grade, man. You just cook the books until the finals come. That's how you do it. That's where the real glory is, man. Um, but on, on a serious note, Laney, we want to get your opinion. We'll, we'll review a couple of the games um, from the weekend just gone down in the shoot shield because we saw some absolute call because we had BJ on last week uh, yep. to give his thoughts on a couple of things. So in particular, we want to discuss you being a Marlin. Uh, BJ said he could never back the Rats and we saw the Rats go down 31 points to 16 against uh, Norths. This was fiery as all hell. Cracker of a game. Yeah, I think... Um Two teams that will be right in the mix at the end of the year. Um, North, as they do, they're, they're probably still running a bit off that Simon Cron era of um, you see the way they hold onto the ball and, and they're happy yeah. just to move the ball side to side and build their phases and they scored a couple of tries like that on the weekend. And 
the Rats, they're a team that, um, you know, being a manly boy, I still love watching them because they've got a couple of young players, you know, Woollett at the back. Um, and they, they showed a bit of that on the weekend and they were right in it to the end. I, I feel like they're potentially a player short. Um, you know, I think Hickey, the young ten, he's done a, a good job, but um, he's someone that probably looks like a 12 playing 10 and um, few decisions cost him at the end there. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Ben Ma because he's with the seven. So yeah. if he comes back in, um, I dare say they'll be there or thereabouts come finals time. Yeah, mate, I, I'd have to agree based on what you've seen. Um, then your boys, the Manly Marlins, big win, 41-14 over the Pirates. But all 41 points came in the first <laughs> half and then the second half sucked a big bag of dicks, to be brutally honest, for you guys. <laughs> no points scored in the second half. The Pirates only got two tries. I mean, BJ was waxing lyrical about the week before. I mean, it was a close loss considering you had 14 men for 75-odd for minutes. I mean, the first half was brilliant from you guys, but then you fell off in the second. Is that good to get the win, but is that a, a dicey sign for you blokes, you reckon? Well, I think um, from Manly's perspective, based on what has been going on there the last couple of years, just to get a win and get that feeling back of singing the boom boom and um, you know, awesome. Manly Oval hasn't heard that for a while. So... Yeah. And they were pretty clinical um, in that first half. I think you saw the way that Blakey really wants to play. Um, you know, really good kicking game. Um, Valentini and Omson kicked really well. And, and then you, they just want to force mistakes out of their opposition. So play pretty high up the field and, um, you know, pounce on those mistakes. And you saw that a couple of times with, um, you know, Langy Gleeson and Max Douglas up the middle. And, um, yeah, West, I'm sure, will be disappointed because I think – you probably saw what they could do a bit in the in the second half, um, you know, essentially winning the second half 14-0. But, yeah, I think from Manly's perspective, you know, I think Blakey will be disappointed they didn't go on with it. But at the same time, for this group going forward, just, I mean, winning is the key. Like, you know, if you can pick up a win and, you know, momentum is a funny thing. So I think you'll be stoked with that. Well, we saw as well Gordon 44, South 22, Gordon, would you say Gordon are probably the favourites this season, just based on, obviously, the last couple of years as well as the way they've started this year, or they'd be one of? Yeah, I I would say for now, Norse would have to be favourites. Um, I think Gordon, you know, they, they just snuck home last week against Hunter, and, and they were pretty, they were good. And, um, you know, Billy... Billy Melrose coached sides, they, you know, they're usually tactically really strong and you saw a few of those moves they ran against South, um, you know, using Mahe off the back of a line-out um, with a fake maul and things like that. That's sort of right up Billy's alley and, you know, his teams are always, um, they're always going to be competitive. I, I don't know, I just feel that um, other sides have a bit, bit more in them than maybe what Gordon do have, but they've also got some tasks to come back towards the end of the year, so it'll be interesting. Um, I think South, South for me, been disappointing so far. Um, I think last week, I being a Manly uh, supporter, it was a poor game from both sides. I thought South um, could have used the ball and, and really put some points on us, but um, again, they showed 
moments on Saturday when they moved the ball. Kagiasis scored a couple of good tries, and yeah. um, unfortunately, they just seemed to go back to that one-off footy. Um, so I'd like to see them use the ball a bit more, but um, hopefully they, they can get it wrong as well. Well, BJ said last Thursday that uh, he expected uh, the BCs to come out and jag a win against Eastwood. Um, yeah. He said they wouldn't have been too happy with their first week performance and they weren't their best going down 22-17 to the Woodies. Yeah, they've struggled, haven't they? They've, they had a fairly big turnover of players, I think. Um, you know, quite a young squad. Jordan Jackson Hope's back there now. Mm. He was someone a couple of years ago I thought we were going to see him push up through the system in Australia and he's sort of, um, you know, I guess, slipped through and had a couple of years in Japan. So it's good to see him back. Um, Jack Bowen, the young 10, I really liked what I'm seeing from him. And he's probably playing off the back of a pack that's not giving him much go forward. Um, so I think, you know, out of everyone, they've probably got the most of the Tars to come back towards the end of the year. But I think for them, it's about holding on and trying to sneak a win or two just to stay in the hunt because... I think come the end of the year, they could be a, a bit of a sleeper to make a move up and ruffle some feathers there. Luce, you were saying the ECs have lost a few players, but um, Uni themselves, they've lost a shitload, but they bounced back after that first round loss, 34-21 over Randwick. Randwick looking really good, but, gee, Sydney Uni came to play. Yeah, and I think um, the players they lost too, when you... you Mentioned names like uh, you know O'Regan and um, Champion De Christney. They're guys that kind of give you identity in in how you play. Just really tough and um, uh, you know they don't take any shit. And what it seems like is these next guys that have come through, um, guys like Angus Bell at the back, and I think Simon Kennywell on the wing was a mm. really good pickup for for them because they might have lost a, a bit of punch in that back row of carries, but I think he's someone that we'll, we'll see move into the centres and give them that go forward. And I really like their young 10 as well. I think it's Jude Gibbs. Yeah. Um, looks like he's got time on the ball. So uni and well coached as well. Um, they're always going to have guys stepping up. And so young squad, and I'm sure they'll um, be there or thereabouts towards the end of the year as well. They always are, unfortunately. It tweaks me, but exactly. you've got to give it to them. <laughs> they run a good team. <laughs> Bastards. Um, and then the last one, a twilight game up in the Hunter. The Wildfires, uh, I think, didn't really fire a shot in the first half, then just went absolutely Godzilla in that second half. 29 points to 12 over the two Blues. Uh, if there's one thing you could say about this game, mate, they were beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> hey, that, that's the sort of game I watch and go, yeah, I'm done. Um, oh shit yeah man yeah that just, makes the 10 and 50 game big, on a saturday morning all the much easier oh, to do 100 percent. there's yeah it was that the score kind of didn't reflect um i guess how well para did sort of right up to the end but when you look i mean Bubba coleman he must have borrowed his brother's little black book because he's been able to recruit some uh pretty good talent to newcastle this year like um you know dc is notorious for being able to pull players out of anywhere and uh above us seemed to have done the same that holla 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 i think uh you holla, 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 yeah holla holla he was um, playing for uq last year and he was an absolute right. so, yeah. good. so sick and then, dude. i mean they got naffy tui tavaki i don't like 
he, I think he's played for the Crusaders and uh, been all over the world. So they must have some money out there to be able to pull these guys from back from overseas. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, teams travelling up the Pacific Highway to, uh, to Newcastle are going to have pretty sore bodies and, and I think they'll take a few scalps up there, that's for sure. Damn straight. Well, Laney, thanks very much for joining us and reviewing all the action from round two of the Shoot Shield, brother. Hopefully we can get you on uh, rolling forward every week. Uh, give us a bit of insight for the comp down there in Sydney. Lads, anything? Big Fat Dust, you've got a question. Oh, God. Uh, all right, sweet. Mate, um, where exactly are you situated in your house? Are you in the bathroom or the kitchen? Where, where's the best acoustics that you found? Kitchen, and I'm Kitchen. having to hold my phone because I didn't bring my laptop home. Sorry, so if I'm shaky, apologies. It's fine, mate. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you put me on the I don't know, because it's funny, man. It's really, really funny. But, Laney, thanks very much for joining us, brother. And, everyone, be sure to tune in to Short Side Pod with Sam Lane and BJ Hartman from the Manly Marlins. Hell of a good yarn. Cheers, brother. Cheers, fellas. Talk thanks to you soon. Thanks, Laney. Hell yeah. I mean, look, I love BJ, but... That was a hell of a lot more insightful. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Glad someone said it. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh, all right, we've got our first ad read. Budgie Smuggler, thanks very much. No, I'm kidding. We um, we don't have Budgie Smuggler anymore. Thanks for that, Dow. You just threw BJ under the bus. Uh, <laughs> no, no, but in a serious note, let's start wrapping up some of the footy because we've been waffling on a long time uh, with guys like, you know, Will Slipper and the like. I knew that. I did. Will Slips. Billy Slips. Yeah, that's what we call him. Bill Slips. Um, But, yeah, yeah. So let's have a look. Round eight of Super Rugby just gone. Uh, The Highlanders 37-17 over the Moana Pacifica. That was a tight game. That was a tight game. Well, dogs, They were smashing each other. Yeah, mate, but... We love Moana. Yeah, we do. Yeah, I believe it. You weren't here. You didn't feel the passion in the room after we interviewed them all. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Oh, dude, it was crying out. I was at training. It was horrible. Yeah, it was crying out for Uncle Fui. Yeah. Oh, man, it would have been so sick. Um, The chick... Oh, well, shit. We were going to have a look at a couple of the games. Um, Not this one in particular, but my God, this came out of nowhere. Blues 25 or 27? 25. 25 to the Chiefs. Nil. An absolute duck egg. But that said, the Chiefs actually scored two tries that were overturned. So, talk about shit in the bed. Um, and then the Brumbies 33 over the Fijian and Drua uh, 12. This was, I mean, Teddy was talking about it. It was a pretty physical game, all things considered. And Slip said, ball, ball got around pretty quick. I wouldn't be surprised if the Fijian and Drua's game plan is, any chance we're in our own half, let's try and score a try because... Yeah, seems to be the only time that they start to do it. Run out 22, do not kick yeah, it the guys. Yeah, it's nuts. Good. Like, all of their attacking raids that seem to really kill it come from their own 50. Well, um, not when you're all fast. But in particular, the game we wanted to look for from the Aussie competition, the force jagging... Oh, oh. Sorry, the Rebels jagging their second that win was, in succession of all things. 22-21. Friends, what the hell happened here, man? I don't know. But they, they, those two... <laughs> no, those two just beat the shit out of each other every it time they met. It was a good game of footy. It was actually good. Um, but the Rebels, the Rebels, they've been playing since their first win. They've been playing some good footy, and and the the Force, like they know that they've been playing good footy as well. They just can't seem to beat them. <laughs> oh mate, it's been it's been a weird one. But the Force are legitimate footy players. But yeah. my God, the Rebels just came out firing. But Dal, how good is Michael Wells playing? I've got to say, he's he so he's turned into just an absolute hitman 
of Aussie rugby at the moment. Yeah, he's leading from the front. He's certainly turned a corner with, with that group, and he's leading him extremely well. I also think that Bobby Tuttle's made a big difference. Yeah, mate, the general mate. The people's champion. Johnny hates him. Best mate, friend, Bobby Tuttle. He doesn't have the like the most crisp pass in the world, but he's a good director. He's a general mate. Yeah. He's the best. And Leads he's him around the park well. Got Joe Powell that he's competing with, and, and Joe's a class act, but I feel like Bobby's made a, a real difference to the side. 100%, man. So we love the people's champ. Let's get him on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, the show. What's yep. this? Yeah, uh, the pack show. Yeah. We'll get him on this sometime soon. He's one of the best blokes you ever going to meet. Love him to death. Uh, we're best friends too. Um, and then from the sea, uh, the uh, what is it? Uh, Key- Kiwi Super Rugby Comp. Sorry, man. Uh, the Kiwi Super Rugby Comp. <laughs> the Saders twenty four over the Canes twenty one. Uh, this one ended in controversy because the Hurricanes they're playing Golden Point down there. They had an opportunity to yeah. to kick after the siren to level it up and go to golden point decide to go to the corner and they just backed themselves it was mate. shit <laughs> out it was a shit throw shit set up on yeah. the mall mate, and I'm then tell- i'm telling you tap and go i reckon tap and go tap needs to go but stop, stop stop kicking it just tap and go take the, from everywhere take the points isn't that what we were just saying no <laughs> tap and go go back no, well, yeah Mate, they just bash each other over there in New Zealand. I hate to play it. I did say I hate to play it week in, week out. The more they bash themselves now, it'll yeah. be better for us in a couple of weeks. <laughs> That's a good point. Right? That's the thing. <laughs> good Wait, point. Madness. Thanks, Doss. Yeah, man. No, it is that. But uh, <laughs> well, in that position, Doss, what, would, you, would you have taken the three points? Uh, I mean, yeah, I probably do. So you're saying take, you're a better captain than because there is a gold because there, there is, guy, there is, there is golden point and Jordy Barrett's your goal kicker. <laughs> yeah, he can kick him anyway. Um, yeah, you know, and he was kicking unbelievably well. Um, and they ruined my rogue tip for the week because I backed them to bounce back against the disappointment of the Chiefs last week. True, and they didn't. I totally forgot um, about that. Who won I, that? Weren't we doing? Yeah, well, oh we, yeah, we said you guys we were going to actually whoever lost had to do something. Munted. What was it? Drink a warm ton lager or something? Freeze. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like <laughs> it's unload. Tons delicious. Tons delicious. Oh. Tons delicious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the second best beer behind gold. <laughs> there you go. That's so good. <laughs> Mate, Cheap hur- too. Uh, hurricanes like they lose a, a fair bit, but they're, 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 they're always there yeah. as well. Yeah. That comp. T- that comp over there is. Eft. Like it's just too too hard. Everyone just smashes each other. <laughs> Super round will be great. It'll give us a good gauge of where Australian rugby sits. Yep. Yep. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Reds but win. yeah, it was. I Reds will ta- win. I would have taken the points. Reds will win Super Rugby Trans Tasman. We yeah. reckon Pacifica. What's it called? Pacifica. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we're gonna win it. How many, yeah. how many warm tons if they don't? <laughs> how many? Ten in ten minutes. That would actually One. be so sick. I do cruises. No, I, uh, I do cruises. All right, ten, so ten, if the Reds don't win ten. Super Rugby Pacific, you yeah. have to delete, delete <laughs> ten <laughs> cruises in ten minutes. Yeah. Oh, Easy. I'll go Moana Pacifica, right? I want to get the cruises. But those big ones, those three-litre ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just during the podcast. Oh, we lost. That sucks. Who's paying for the Dallin, 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 Dallin. <laughs> Double take. Dallin yeah. Adolf just walk yeah. off. Yeah. 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 We're going to stand. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Douchebags. No, um, all right, then. Now looking um, at the results from Super W. So we saw the Tars and the Reds. Well, Fijiana, um, you know, weren't at their best. 17-7 over the Brumbies. Brumbies looking really good in yeah, that competition, tough. which they is good to tough. see. Very tough. Um, but the so the Tars and the Reds were playing each other to see who's going to host the semi-final this Thursday night. Um, and 
the Waratahs women's side resoundly showed yeah. that they're going to be hosting it with a 46 nil drubbing. Bella McKenzie was absolutely awesome. Uh, Natalie Delamere at Hooker was red hot for the Tars. They were too good, and Freens was doing it, bro. It was a bloodbath. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was just uh, the, the Tars started, pressure was on the whole time. They <laughs> getting caught behind the advantage line the whole time. And uh, in defence, they're just making the, the, the uh, Arabella McKenzie was just had all the time in the world. It was a long day at the office for the gals. <laughs> Hell yeah! <man. laughs> Finished like, well, what just happened? <laughs> what <are they laughs> what just happened? How we go? <laughs> what do they? What do they have to do? Because they're playing them f- what four days later or yeah. five yeah, days later? Thursday night. Thursday <laughs> night. What are they? What do they have to do to bounce back from a forty-six? A couple of the girls have got COVID, so they all had to test for COVID before t- tonight's training. Oh, just to train. So yeah, it's not a great start. Yeah, <laughs> so the prep's going well. <laughs> I don't know, mate. I don't know. I don't know. That's pretty experienced side that Waratahs, and they were very angry from losing the week before. Yeah, big so. fat ass. What do you reckon the girls are going to do? Uh, you just kind of go. Well, how do we play this week? And he go, "Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, do the opposite. Do the opposite. Yeah, true. But that's pretty much it. No." Doss? It, I reckon yeah. maybe, maybe I agree with what Darcy There we go, it's two. Maybe, maybe, maybe I need a whole day. Yeah, he really is hungry. Has he? <laughs> <laughs> he oh, yeah, very good point, Darcy. How <laughs> <laughs> you're fading. Get in some of those pizza shapes. Maybe, maybe, um, maybe I need to take the Queensland girls on a Tussle Tuesday yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Get them there back on go. it. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Wait, are you saying Tosser Tuesday? Tosser. Tosser. Tosser Tuesdays. Tosser. Yeah. Tosso Tuesdays. It's like it's a Fijian word. Like Four. Tosso means like let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Okay. I'm so like, glad you asked that because I was just playing along like. <laughs> <a little. laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah, Tosso Tuesday. Cool man. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Pula boy. <laughs> Put it this way: if they start like they did on the weekend. It's going to be another long day. Oh. oh hell yeah, man! Just what you want to kick off a four. Day. Yeah, but the thing is, if they lose four day weekend for a mad Monday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit yeah. The last half a night and we'll be spewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be the one celebrating more than so, okay. Come pick it up. Sounds like a great weekend for friends. <laughs> oh. Um but yeah, we'll rifle through this pretty quick because we had so many big names on here that we're running a little bit long. Guys like Will Slipper and Co. Um, but we just saw at the World Rugby Sevens, uh, Fiji winning gold, New Zealand winning uh, silver. But the Aussies jagging that bronze. So we, we were just t- talking to Laney before and he was talking about um, some of the Shoot Shield players being part of that seven setup. John Manenti has got, what, he debuted four Shoot Shield players. Ben Marr from Moringa, Michael Isley and Matt Gonzalez from Eastwood and Tim Clements from Sydney Uni. Like, that's pretty damn red hot to be able to, they're dipping into Shoot Shield a hell of a lot. Not so much QPR. No, then, yeah, Doss. Not, who, not, who do you reckon a QPR yeah. would be red hot? We saw Chapo last year. Yeah. Took long enough. He only had to kick so much ass for so long <laughs> before they finally gave him the Guernsey. But who in QPR at the moment do you reckon, Doss? Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> who was that? Get oh, out. No, no. My cardio is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm too slow. Oh, I'm okay. Oh, well, then no. Who's that, who, who's oh, really, it was who's that, who's that guy? Who's that guy? The Aussie Sevens with uh, jet shoes. Uh, Tool. Mate, he is ridiculous. Corey Tool, is it, Sione? Yeah, mate, he is red hot, man. He is so sick. So fast. Yeah, the man. The fastest goal we've ever had, surely. I don't know. <laughs> yes. I saw him score a try and I was like, that's, he's like... He's pretty fast. Perry, ba- Perry Baker fast. Like, 
He looks it, mate. He made that um, schmuck from Argentina look like a two-bit whore, man. He was absolutely running rings around him. (laughs) But back to the question, Doss. Who outside of Friends do you reckon from QPR should be playing for the Aussie Sevens? Um, Jeez, I'm going to have to have a think now. Um, I mean, if I go off the top of my head, someone who I think would go really well at Sevens is Jack Frampton from East. Yep. Um, He's obviously had a few issues with his hip um, over the last couple of years, but I think he'd do well. And uh, young Nate Carroll, who's down at the Brumbies now, um, but who was at Brothers, yeah. um, I think could go well in the seven-man game sick, as well. He's sick, dude. Yeah, he's awesome. Dad. I rate him. Oh, it's a tough one. Um, Just going through your book in your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> who can I plug? Who can yeah. I plug here? <laughs> nah, someone like Kai Oates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. brothers. Yeah. Even yeah. B- yeah, BJ as well. I feel like Bala if you the opportunity, they, they, they you know, go quite well in the seventh game. Hell yeah, man. They'd be so red hot. Big Fat Dash, your thoughts? I was going to say Ryan Freeney, but he's just ruled himself out. Because <laughs> of his fitness, Howling, yeah. and his speed. That was it. <laughs> Not being 130 kilos or anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. well, I don't know, man. Put it in the squad, see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a good trim down anyway. We've got, we got four days. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All righty. Um... Okay, well, let, let's read that rounds out some of the footy that we're reviewing from the weekend. Um, Doss, your rugby, rugby watch. Who was on your radar from the yeah, weekend? Just my gone? rugby, rugby watch this week um, comes from a losing team, but I really <laughs> like the look of um, Bailey Kenzel, Quenzel at the uh, oh, Western yeah, Force, yeah. the number twelve. Yeah, man, love the look of him. Um, I think just as a as that second playmaker. He's got all the skills, obviously a good goal kicker, kicked that winning goal against Andrua, and he's physical. Um, he doesn't shirk away from that hard stuff. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, I think he's one to watch and he's my rugby crush this week. He's one that's gone over to the force as well and seemed to have rejuvenated um, his career, which is really good. Dow? Bowden Barrett, obviously. Clinical. Last couple of weeks, Unreal. fair few head issues. And I think that plays on your mind a fair bit. But for him to go out and put out the performance he did on the weekend is just... Shows the class of the man. I yeah. think four days ago we were like, is this the end of him? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were. We actually were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, mate, if that's him playing with a head knock, shit, man. Yeah, yeah scary. And he's not getting any younger as well. Like He just keeps dominating. Oh, mate. I'm so sick of that play. And, and <laughs> yeah. I'm so sick of that play. The thing is, he goes away like he went away on his sabbatical and everyone was like, shit, Richie came out of the yeah. woodwork and absolutely carved up and everyone's like, oh, See man, was that him, sabbatical yeah. bad for his career? And everyone's like, <laughs> how's he going to get back oh, in the team? Oh, shit, man. Yeah, um, and he's done it again. But it, And it just shows the class of the guy, right? To go away, he, he's coming back. I'm sure he's well aware that the World Cup's next year. And now it's his time to, you know, grab that 10 jersey, make it his for the next 12 months leading into the World Cup. Um, but, yeah, he was phenomenal on the weekend. We're talking like he's just some other schmuck. This dude's like literally two-time World Rugby Player of the Year consecutively. Yeah. And we're yeah. like, oh, yeah. I mean, but it's the end of him. Because he doesn't of, seem to slow down either. Yeah. And because, but because, of, because of how well Richie's been going, yeah. you know, you're yeah. quick, I think you're quick to forget thing. all that stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you know, he left a... A timely reminder on the weekend that um, I think that's the biggest. Don't thing. sleep on Bowden Barrett. Yeah. When you see Richie just dominating that competition, mm-hmm. it's easy to forget just how good Bowden Barrett is. Uh, big fat darts, your rugby. Uh, I was going to say James Slipper with his 150th game. What about Will Slipper? Hmm, <laughs> I do prefer Will, um, <laughs> but I'm going to go with uh, Ryan Freeney right here. Right, <laughs> heeds the call, comes in. Right, contested scrums. <laughs> 
What a hero. Look at the tie there, too. Right. Oh! Hey, you didn't bullshit. mention that. I see it on the cake. I see it on the cake. I was copping it, too, from the Sunnybank oh, supporters yeah. right there. And they were just um, into me and they got tied in. I was like, hey, you go. But there was a lot of old boys running around for Sunnybank. I was like, what are you guys doing out here? Like who? Oh, you hey, having chats during the oh, game? And Rex Tathwai? Rex Tathwai? Rex is having a run. Um, Dave Fial still running around. Buddy Peter Lee. Yeah, they haven't been much chopped for a few years, so I think they're just relying on Yeah, please, please come here. Samana? Samana is playing. Anyway, my rugby, thanks for asking. And your rugby friends? Blackadder from... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, gun. Mate, he's ridiculous. Yep. He's, he's ridiculous, so mate. Oh, I just love watching him play. He just destroys everyone. And yeah. what's so crazy is when you think of someone like Ethan Blackadder, yeah. his competition are guys like... Uh, <laughs> Shannon Frizzell. <laughs> yeah. Um, Akira Akira Iwani, yeah. Lachlan Bashir, guys like that. And then there's guys like Big Red Robinson, who, yeah. in my opinion, yeah. was awesome on the yeah, weekend. He's sick. He Tom hasn't Christie. even he hasn't even Tom Christie, thanks Tino. But he hasn't even played for the All Blacks as yet. Tom Robinson would be a fifty game wallaby if he was playing in Australia. Tw- nearing twenty eight, playing the way he plays. Yeah, shit, yeah, but, man. But, but, mate, they, I, I would hate to do like uh, contact at training and stuff. Yeah. Just in general. In general, but like, imagine having to train. Like, they're, so, they're so intense at the ruck, you're like, oh. Yeah. And you just know at training, they'd be like, yeah, yeah. full noise, boys. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh. just full Canterbury yeah. and just <laughs> smashing yeah. each other. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Make sure you got your 21s in. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Fuck, come yeah. on, man. Um, all righty. That rounds out this week's episode of the Pack Show. Um, we're probably not doing anything this Thursday evening, being the four-day long weekend, but we might be back next Monday. Do you reckon you guys keen to do a Monday session? I'm keen session? to do it next week, mate, yes. And I will improve. <laughs> Hopefully we all do. Because that was, I won't wasn't improve. one of our best, but you know what? I won't improve. <laughs> and I'll be keen to come, but we'll see if I'm allowed. <laughs> yeah. Just go, go, just look at go. This. Let's just go. Look, he's got double stripes on tonight. Mate. Social suicide. Oh, no good. Who dressed you? Anyway, Myself? I'll be here next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so as I was saying, nothing this Thursday night, but we will be back uh, one week from now, Monday next week, Easter Monday, to be reviewing, previewing, and all that sort of stuff. Doss, Dallin, Big Fat Das, Freeney, Sione, Tino, Is, and Zachy Boy, thanks very much for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in at home, and we'll see you next week. Yo, yo, ma.